Hey, thanks for giving us a listen. Uh, this is Justin, and this is the first official episode of my podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Mike Skurs, coming to you live from an undisclosed location somewhere in the heat of the western United States. Uh, we're going to talk about what he's passionate about, which happens to be filmmaking and uh, getting out there and trying to do new things. So, without any further ado, here we go. what you got to do i see you're such an expert i don't know how any of this works uh yeah so in in the film industry we say room tone and everybody Uh goes and then and then you start recording it well you can move move around or whatever you need so that's why you should be doing this kind of stuff and not me you've done this sort of thing you have experience i'm just over here fumbling my way through it i I have the typical response that everybody would say. I don't know if anybody would listen to me. I don't know. But yeah, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to listen to me. That'd be good. Uh, I don't know about that. But anyway. Nah. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> Man, it's good to see you. I haven't talked to you in many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a few. I don't remember how many exactly right now, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing the math. It's too much no. math. Mm. Suffice to say, I think last time I saw you, uh, the government paid for me to fly out there and hang out with you for a couple of days. I think mm-hmm. I was only there. Yeah, I was there for like two days, literally. I had to do an assessment real quick on a unit and then get out of there, cutbacks and whatnot. But uh, made some time to come out and see you and the family. Yep, that was great. How is everybody? Are they doing well? Yeah, we're doing all right. We're uh, the heat sucks. <laughs> yeah, I feel so, that. The heat sucks here too. It's it's bad. It's not as bad. I think where you are, it's supposed to be like epic historic heat, and here it's just another hot summer. So. Yeah, it hurts. I have to bring my. Uh, I have three D printers. I have to bring them inside from the garage. That just doesn't. It's not working for me anymore. Oh like, man. Yeah. So it's hot. Hot. Does it like melt the resin or something? Um, It doesn't necessarily melt it. The temperature isn't high enough, right? But uh, it can affect the prints. It just feels like I've been trying and it's just everything seems to fail. So, like, bring it inside. Let's try that. AC. Yeah. That's uh, always a better option, I think. Mm -hmm. And I have that fixed now, too, in my house. (laughs) <laughs> yeah ac is a wonderful thing man everybody's mm-hmm. talking about global warming being a, a problem going forward and i'm like yeah just more ac man that's all you need mm. <laughs> we could we could go deep into that yeah yeah i mean you know <laughs> it's a thing it's a thing but uh hey so the big reason that i'm even doing this podcast to start with is because mm-hmm. i want to hear uh stories from the, the other people that i have on nobody's really interested in my story and uh, I think my story will come out gradually as uh, as I talk to other folks. But something I've always admired about you, and the reason I wanted to have you on, is uh, when we were in Italy together, 
Uh, we went forward, did a thing in Afghanistan, came back. And the whole time we were gone, your, your whole, like, when I get out, I'm going to go to film school and I'm going to do um, arts, visual arts, cameras, all that. I'm going to do that. And like, Did it, it, I really it, say oh that? yeah, no, oh yeah, uh, that's <laughs> never been any doubt. Like that is what your focus was the whole time we were there. That, that's what your plan was getting out. Like, and it was unwavering. You were never like, oh, maybe I'll go be a cop or maybe I'll stock shelves at Walmart or something. It was like, I'm going to go to film school and I'm going to do video stuff and artistic stuff. And that's what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys say they're going to go do xyz you know i'm gonna go be a stockbroker or whatever and then they get out and that's not what happens but with you that that is what happened and i know you know you you're married you've got uh, you know kid and and brought her family over and like all this other stuff and you still managed to put it all together and that that drive that you have to get that done and, and to see it through that always really impressed me so I kind of wondered if you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about that, about what it was that that motivated you to to do that, first of all, and how you managed to stick to your guns and, and get through the whole thing. Because I, I know it couldn't have been easy. I know it had to be had to be uh, some sacrifices made there. And I wondered if you'd talk about that for a minute. Uh, yeah. So when I was in actually in Afghanistan, it actually starts there. Well, it starts a little bit earlier than actually the journey before we deployed. Um, my uncle-in-law, uh, Luca, he had a camera. He just gave it to me. I was like, oh, cool. I'm like, thanks, I guess. And, you know, and it was like the first time that the cameras really put my hand. And I was like, hmm. And so I got the family together. Uh, we were over at Denise's parents' apartment. Uh, we were staying there at the time, and we just made this little home video. And that is what I credit what has kind of kicked it off for me. And so we deployed and I was trying to, so back, going to back to Afghanistan, uh, I was trying to re-enlist and be a combat journalist, right? I wanted to get around that stuff, you know? I just, I caught that bug right around that time. And, and so I got out. Uh, I, I, I actually, I showed up to the interview something like seven times. Uh, the Air Force stood me up when I tried to do my interview to actually, you know, just to even like, hey, is your voice good enough to do this? I don't know. You know, like, ha- I have, have to have a radio voice or whatnot. And it's just like, anyways. And so I, I was like, enough. I got out. And then I did stock shelves <laughs> at Home Depot. Um, and so then I sold cars and I wasn't really working towards anything towards, you know, doing it. Um, but then I got picked up to work for overstock.com and I started doing, I started having a, like a little bit of a budget, you know, I was like, right. Oh, maybe I should get a camera. And so I took this, I got this one camera with a stupid adapter and it just looked insane just to get some of the like video quality that you know we have now on mirrorless cameras and whatnot so i just goofed off and then i started doing wedding videos and i did some just shorts with friends um i think it was around two thousand yeah it was around 2009 i went back to school i was just doing a um 
a general studies degree. I wasn't totally sure that I could, I, I could do it. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to do. Uh, I was a freight analyst at Overstock managing like $31 million in shipping every year. And secretly I was dying inside. It's <laughs> 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 like, I, I, I can't take this. And so I knew something was up. And so I went to started going to school and, um, uh, so I was going through that and I said, you know, maybe I want to be a web designer. Eh. Oh man, I hate that. I, I can't, I know, <laughs> I know the little HTML and I can, you know, right now I'm actually diving into some C plus plus with the, my printer, 3d printer. And that's just right. like uncom- uncommenting, you know, but, uh, so I was, I went through school. Uh, I took a photography class. Uh, I don't recall taking a video class. I was something like four classes away uh, from graduating and I had been looking, just kept looking at film schools and film schools and film schools. And then I found the Art Institute of Salt Lake City. It's one of those private schools. Um, I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to film school. (laughs) I'm like, this is the time that I'm doing it. Um, And, oh man, it was so easy for me to go through. Yeah. Like it was a joy. Yeah. Um, I think when, when, when you find something that you absolutely love, it's so easy to go through. Man, Uh, I I feel that. I think that's, you're dead on right there. uh When I was, uh, when I was growing up, guys were always like, you know, I hate going to this job and I hate going to that job and I, I hate what I'm doing. And I was always kind of the belief that if you find something that you're good at, and it's not really work. It's it's joy. Like it's easy to do and it's fun. And they're paying you to do it. That's definitely where you need to be. So I'm glad you mm-hmm. found something like that. Yeah. Um me too. I'm very glad that I did find that. So I went through film school. Um that was interesting. And uh, man, uh you meet all the tropes about film students. <laughs> all the stereotypes. You have all the stereotypes. I. You have some weird people, like really weird people, and uh, you're like, um, should you be here? <laughs> <laughs> and and the the it led to one point where somebody passed who shouldn't have passed because they knew somebody i'm like really the art institute of salt lake city you know somebody it's like it's uh so i i felt dirty after that like there's still some credibility for my degree it was not it's not true but um so yeah i graduated in uh 2013 um with a bachelor's of science in digital film and video production. That's a mouthful uh, there. I know. Right. I got a film degree. Ah, okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I always, I always find it funny that a bachelor's of science I'm like, yeah, it's, that's a misnomer sometimes like with cameras and lighting you can be very scientific you know but then there's also so much art involved in it it's like it can't be scientific there's no like measuring creativity it's just right and so well so i had my little degree um and so i i ran off i was trying to find a job 
so I went without a job for five, six months back in 2013. It was rough. Um, but I found one, uh, Corbo racing seats. Have you ever heard of those? Uh, no, I haven't, a lot but... of, uh, a lot of Jeep guys, um, off-roaders, muscle car guys really have them. Okay, um, cool. And they have like a sport. Yeah, so it's a little small company actually out of uh, Bountiful, Utah. Um, nice. Yeah, so I did some stuff, just did this and that. I was, you know, after film school, I'm still learning stuff. Um, for a while, I wanted to own my own agency. Um, and so I'm getting, you know, first I'm just taking a job and then I'm just going to kind of keep getting, and then just get experience, take what I can, you know, when I can, um, right. try to try to do any projects that I can to make money or help friends. And, uh, you did that. And so that was, that was pretty good for a while. Um, was being really underpaid. And so I found something else. I went to this place called Perfectly Posh. I was there for six months, and it was a hell hole. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really and feel, man. I, I, oh, it was lovely. You know, I really <laughs> loved the management. <laughs> <laughs> and Quality so, organization, huh? Yeah, yeah. And well, I did something I never. I told myself I would never do. I worked for one of those multi-level marketing companies where they were selling soap and lotions and potions. Not, not literally, it was a joke, but it was not potions, but lotions and this and that. And they're pink. And I went to like, I went to one of their yearly conference things and I just came, came out kind of shuddering. Like, I don't know what I did. <laughs> yeah. But you're still putting that degree to use though, right? Or yeah. you were at the time, right? Uh, well, no, yeah. I mean, the the degree is they helped me with the basics. That's what I have to think about it because your education doesn't stop when you get a degree. You get experience. Right. You do this and that, you know, and you and you and you grow. What I found is a lot of people who have a film degree are not even doing what they went to school for, and that's what a lot of people kind of look negatively at film degrees. Mm. And I think in my opinion, it's really tough. And I see very few people who actually push through and keep working at it, you know, making money, staying busy and whatnot. Um, or, you know, they just live off of ramen and make a feature film. I know people who are on Amazon, you know, um, your rating of the movie is your choice and your choice only. Um, and so I just find a lot of people just kind of, it's like they don't apply themselves. They don't push themselves. Like, yeah. All but you know, a few guys, you know, um, and gals, there's some gals in there, of course. So, so but, I think that, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. You're good. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think, uh, I think you're right about the, the learning never stops. Even, even with a degree, like if you don't continue to apply yourself to, to learn, then you're going to get stagnant. And when you get stagnant, the people around you that are pushing themselves, that are, uh, they leave you, you know, behind. Yeah. They're going to leave you in the dust, man. Just 
straight leaving in the dust and then it's really hard to come back and it's not that you can't i've seen some people get left behind and then they go yeah you know what this train is leaving the station i need to get back on it and they you know step it up and, and get caught back up and can lead in their in their field so it's it's not like the door is closed but it sure isn't easy it's a lot more difficult mm-hmm. and there's sometimes you just meet insanely creative people yeah. And what's even more sad is you meet some insanely creative people and I don't even know what they're doing. Like, why did you stop? Well, I think Just everybody's period. got like, yeah. hey, you know, well, there's so. reasons for, for everything. I think, you know, people, I, I would, I would hesitate to say that people that are insanely creative don't realize that they're insanely creative. So I don't think that's necessarily true. I think everybody, the universe has a way of letting you know what you're supposed to be doing. I don't know Mm -hmm. if if the universe is the right term for it, but you know, people know, you know, like I think people know some people choose to ignore it. I think that's probably a thing, but best way it was explained to me is when it was with one of my, uh, my therapist was saying that I have this issue where if it's too easy, it's not good enough. And I got to work through that. It's like, she said, if you're really good at something or you feel confident and comfortable doing it, it may feel easy to you because you're just good at it. Like it's like a flow. Right. And so the effort that you put in shouldn't directly be a result of how, good that piece of work is right it's i i okay so talk let's talk state of flow right all right people get into a state of flow they start working on something and they're just like boom here it is and it's just like it drops Uh, i had an idea like that a couple days ago and i just like all right mine let it go and so all this stuff just kind of comes out and it almost feels like something else is like something is flowing through me and I'm capturing a part of it. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Let's ride this train while we're on it. And then poof, it goes away. And, and you're like, wow, that's, that's cool. And other people can be just like, whoa, man, that's like amazing. And you're thinking, but it was just too easy. Like, did I really do anything? And <laughs> Man, that's like the IT world in a nutshell, man. Like every, everything, people come to us all the time. IT people out there that are listening, like they totally know what I'm talking about. Because they come to you and they're like, oh, this thing's broken. This thing doesn't work. And you go and you're like, "Uh, yeah, the reason your monitor is not working is because it's not plugged in. Yes. So then like you do the easiest (laughs) thing. Like, hey, let me go ahead and connect that for you. You plug it in and they're like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. You're the best at this. At plugging things in all right I'm i went to school for this <laughs> right i'm the best at plugging things in yeah or, uh, you know just little stuff like that happens all the time or my favorite is when uh, somebody's working on something and a, a problem occurs and they go and they find you wherever you may be and hey can you come help me with this sure and you go back over there and you're like what's the problem they're like well whenever i do this it doesn't oh oh now it's working it must be working because you're standing here Thank you so much for coming. 
no, no. Remember what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just have that aura. I just show up and things start working. So you're welcome, I guess. And then you become that guy. You, you, you pop the aura of stupidity. I'm sorry. Or laziness. Yeah, that could be. Or, or sometimes, you know, the things just take a minute. Sometimes things just take a minute and impatient yes. people. I think we're all that person that, you know, you, you got your mouse and you click on click the button and it doesn't work and you click the button again and then you click the button like 15 times really fast. But what you don't know is that on the 16th click, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Dude, I always refer to everything as like, you know, and on the 16th time or the 16th this or whatever. I always go to that, like that extreme number is 16. Is there something with that? Is there, is there I, like... Yeah, the rule like the number of three. It's the number of sixteen. Like, hmm. is that the comedic number, or is that... I don't know. I I just pulled that out of the air, man. So I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was there for a reason. Connection, connection. I don't know. Could be. Anyways. Could be. <laughs> Anyways, so not only through this whole time, like you haven't mentioned anything about it, but this whole time this is going on, the whole time you're going to film school, and the whole time you're working these jobs and everything. At what point did you say, you know? Having a wife and a child at home is not enough. I need some in-laws. Um, I don't, it was a choice of, I married an Italian family. <laughs> okay. It's like, All right. it's like I, I, I signed the lease on my life when I married my wife for life. Wait, no, I already said that. Anyways. It was like I'm signing an agreement that I just kind of – I'm going to accept some things, you know. They're loud. It's true. <laughs> they wave their hands. It's true. They drink coffee at any hour. All of it. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean like – so, you know, I married my wife. But mm -hmm. if she was like, hey, so uh, when we get married – my mom and my dad and like my whole family is going to move in with us. That's, that's package deal. Like, did you, did you have that discussion with your wife before you got married? Was that like a known quantity or did, was that something that popped up later on? I think that, I think that was just an assumption of, I assumed that when I got married. Really? I, I guess. I mean, we, you know, I mean, we got our alone time when, for the, for the time that I was in Italy. But then, right. um, for a while, for Fabrizio, after I got out, was he was hanging out. He was helping us with Sean. You know, we're we're not making good money when I got out, right? Um, right. And we're we're finding the, what we can afford, and and childcare was too much. And so Fabrizio came over and and helped out. So he was what was it, Mister Daddy or Mister Baby or? So, so like, he's, you know, he, he's, he was just kind of helping out the, the, the daycare thing, you know, and Sean yeah, and I, I dig it. I dig it. And, uh, and so, you know, he helped out. Um, and then Denise's, we got Denise's parents over here because they want to be near the grandkids and Denise doesn't want to go back to Italy. Um, she's like, here it's just it's better like i guess just 
something you and I just don't even know as much. We're even living in Italy, just the depth of like some of the sucky things that happen in Italy. They're just yeah. kind of like, really? Why? No, I get uh, it. So we, you know, so we brought them over. Um, and for a while they were in their own place and then they moved next to us. And then it was, now we're in the same residence and, you know, because they, they moved here just before um, COVID hit. Right. And so okay. they were getting settled and everything. And actually it was the month before or COVID hit the month before they were actually supposed to leave. And so it just kind of changed everything. They were supposed to come down and uh, pretty much just try to get settled and then try to get to their own place. And it just went to hell. So um, tell you the truth. I don't, I don't mind them. I would miss them. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have, we have dinner at the table every, every night. Oddly, sometimes Denise and I will eat in the office, you know, but that exists. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Growing up, I didn't have a big family. Right. Uh, My mom was a single mom. My brother was almost eight years older than me. He was in the military off doing something somewhere in some mud. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We're jumping into it. Um, And... It's just it's nice having them around. Um, do they have their weird traits? Not traits, I would say. Just everybody has their own quirks. You just right. gotta get through get through some of those and you know, I think we kind of found a flow. Yeah. Well that's great. I mean I'm I'm glad that it's it's an added bonus. This is something that I don't think most people uh, would do or would be would be cool with even taking on but uh you're so positive about it you're like yeah so this was always going to be the way it was going to be like that's so awesome i'm really well i kind of i, I kinda, admire that man like thank you i, I kind of fought it a little bit i will I, yeah i gotta be honest like uh, and then yeah. it kind of and then it, it got it got kind of closer and closer and then I figured out, it's like, no, it's, it's a good thing for us. So, yeah. And I think that uh, traditionally, isn't that a very European thing? Like I know it is in Germany. I don't know how it is in, in Italy. I would yeah, assume that like, that's pretty common. Um, a family member of ours just recently got his first place away from home and he is 29. And so, but I mean, here's the thing is it's also really expensive in Europe to go out and strike out on right. your own. And so yeah. it's like, well, you know, we'll just live together as a family. When you get married, then you two can combine forces and become one and buy a house or get an, <laughs> apart- <laughs> or get right. an, get an apartment, right? And get yourself some debt. That's what it is. But yeah. Yeah. What are you passionate about? Uh, well, right now, <laughs> I just, I'm sure, it, I, I'm sure it changes. So right now uh, works. Um, so right now I am into overlanding and I am into, um, uh, I want to find something that I can do, like just take photos and make 
photography and video, and I should say video and photography, uh, just make it something interesting, what I find interesting kind of the world, because I have this unique opportunity where I can go and I can go do that. Yeah. And uh, I'm just waiting for the rest of the opportunity to get here. And then <laughs> uh, I'll just put it that way. You know, when I can, I'm waiting to get another vehicle. So I had a Chevy Colorado Z71 that was built a little bit. Um, but we got out of a, another, we sold a car. Uh, to get out of payment, and so we just got down to one vehicle. We were just trying to reduce and everything because it was COVID, and everybody works from home. So, so now the the truck becomes the family vehicle, and so I really didn't get to go out and kind of do what I wanted to do as much. And so that was, cause I'm not gonna just take the, just not gonna take the truck. Um, and then here came the opportunity of the chip shortage, and we made money off of a truck it was an 18 month lease oh, i mean wow. i should say it was a longer it was actually longer lease we were 18 months into the lease and mm-hmm. we walked away with like three or four grand nice yeah sixteen thousand miles on too and i'm like uh all right i'll take this opportunity <laughs> yeah oh, that's a good deal so overlanding is you take a vehicle and and you kind of build it up and it could be like self-sustained camping for uh, long distances if you want it to be, or you could just do it to be the, the weekend warrior type thing. But you go out there farther to the wilderness and you can pitch a tent on the roof or on the ground and you hang out and you camp. Um, I don't want to sleep in a camp. I don't want to sleep in a tent on the ground anymore. I uh, just, I feel like I'm getting too old. I'm just like, dude, I want to, I want to like sleep in the back of my vehicle, which is totally fine. I could do that. Not against the rules. Nothing about overlanding is you have to pinch a tent, you know, X feet away from your, your truck. So, but yeah. Um, so I just want to build, build up a vehicle, go out and go do that and just chill, hang out, take photos, write something if I want to or, or whatnot. But um, at least along the way, if I find something interesting, stop, document it. And then put it up and just kind of have this, hey, I'm going to go check out this place over at um, A. And so, all right, cool. Along the route, I'm going to find cool things and just kind of share it. So in a way, like a travel travel vlog, except a lot of times it involves dirt. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool, man. Let me know when you you get it worked out. I'd love to see it. Yep, still working on that, trying to find the right vehicle and decide what I want to do and see what's available and what's not in stock or what's be stopped being produced. This chip shortage is horrible. I went to a Toyota dealership and you know, this was probably a month ago now. They only had eight vehicles new on the lot. They had they had employees park cars in the lot to try to look like it was kind of full. <laughs> all the vehicles inside the showroom showroom were all used. It was like, is this does this place sell sell new? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. It's <laughs> I mean it's, it's thinner out here for sure. Um, also just popularity, like one vehicle I was looking at, the Ford Bronco Sport. Um, the model, the trim level that I want, nobody has because either it's one too rare or nobody's ordering it. 
Right. Yeah. So, the, so the dealers don't make it. And so it's like, hmm, so you're looking, I'm at, I have to order this. Like, yeah. And, and then I saw a comparison video of it to a Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk. I'm like, I don't want the Ford Bronco anymore because that bought, beat that, you know? Yeah. And then I, <laughs> and it goes on and on and on. And then I get to more expensive vehicles. So I have to come back to reality. Right. I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so, yeah, so look, at, look at the vehicles. So let me ask you a silly question. This is, I know this is like totally off topic and probably not a question that you were prepared to answer, mm-hmm. but, uh, what's your favorite movie? I can't answer that. I always get that. Every, no, if you like movies and you like story, like I'm not what I have multiple favorites. Okay. Well like, tell me, give well, me three I mean, favorites. Oh, three favorites. Uh, sure. Well, dude, Star Wars. The original. Uh, yeah, I love the original. No, I lo- look. I'm one of those weird people. Like, I love all. Of them. You got the geeks, the real hardcore people going, Nah, you can't. I'm like, you know what? It's a Star Wars story. I got to see some lasers and pew 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 and starships and some laser swords and some right. bad guy get some bad guy get it. You know. And I just love the I love the that galaxy, right? Okay. Um, there's one film that sticks in my mind for like just the production quality, let alone the story. I think it's still 100% Rotten Tomatoes. I have to double check. Might be 99% now. Paddington Bear. Really? Yes. I'm not gonna lie, I did not see that coming. <laughs> Most people don't. They're like. <laughs> What school did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> so the production okay. is high, high so, production quality. So, you have to so you have to enlighten me because I haven't seen it. I'm gonna ruin movies for you. I'm, I always tell people this. I'm gonna ruin movies for you, and now you're gonna see a part of filmmaking that most people don't know, but it's subtle. Okay, so Paddington Bear. The first time they meet him when he's first in the home and is like his where he's chilling before he crosses the threshold and goes out into the special world, right? So it's all green foliage, marmalade, it's orange, it's all these colors, right? right? As soon as he crosses the threshold, he gets on a boat. It's dark, it's stormy, it's cold, right? And then he gets to the train station, and it's gray, and it's just kind of, mm, you know? And it, it's showing the, like this uncertainty. And just through the production design, you see all these different elements. And visually, unconsciously, they're leading you through at like how you're supposed to be feeling they're going with the beats of the story so when they first meet paddington bear in the train station all of them are dressed in darks mutes like kind of earth tones and there's not like no i don't i don't remember there any being green unless you know i missed it ladies let me know you guys got better color vision than us and <laughs> i accept this this is totally true um but all of them are just these drab colors and he's wearing his blue jacket and his red hat. Right. And so they take him in and they, and he gets introduced to this house and it kind of starts to look warm as they get to know Paddington bear. It goes from the, their clothing and the environment, the way, you know, it goes from less drab ish all the way. And it just becomes colorful, all these different scenes. And when Paddington bear gets in trouble, right. They're, and they lose them, everything is dark and drab. 
Huh. And, and and so it's so the way they did it is so beautiful. Like I think a lot of people wouldn't catch it, but I did. <laughs> I mean that's right. what it means to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And so yeah, and then let alone just the story. So well done. Hmm. So you know, I, I haven't seen it, but now I kinda want to just to uh to see it from the insider's perspective. Mm-hmm. This overtook Citizen Kane. Point, Citizen Kane at one point. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think I've seen that once in my entire life. Rosebud, you know what Rosebud? Rosebud. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody in case you haven't. No. no. Case you haven't seen ruined. Citizen Kane. <laughs> yes. So what about? So what about your third? We got Star Wars. We got Paddington Bear. What's what's your third? favorite movie so it was military um top gun top gun of course of course (laughs) i don't know anybody Um, that's our age that doesn't love top gun i know and i think that's why i got denied for going to masters of cinematography (laughs) (laughs) what was that a question yeah, no, it was what essays like. Tell us about your favorite movie and what does film mean? Da, 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 da. And I was like, you know, the one film that got me into making uh, films, and the, I think the moment that I realized it was like the seed planted, I don't think it fully developed and I recognized it was that watching those planes fly and get in those dogfights, I had micro machines. And so what I would do is we had this, like, you know, those two levels, you step down the stairs and there's a living room. So we had one right. of those. We had the TV with the VHS, and I would take the VHS and I'd plug it, and I'd have the music going, and I'd be like, dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You'd like totally relive the scenes with the little micro machines, huh? No, I made my own movie, man. That's what in, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, ooh, I made my own movie in my head, and I saw, and I did slow motion, and I was like, what about this angle? I'm like, ah, oh, no, that didn't work. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I, I dig it. Then, and I did that through all my youth. I did take a film class in high school and for a flash in a pan moment, there was like, Oh, what if I could do this? And then smack in the face. And I'm like, Oh, I got to graduate high school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Reality, man. Reality (laughs) will shut the door on your dreams. Every time you got to find a way to find a way to to coexist with those two. And it's not easy. I think it just smacked it right out of me. Like to recognize like, Ooh, Ooh, can't look at that. Like, you know, can't do well, that. Yeah. But I mean, you say that, but then look at where you are. Like you're, you're basically more or less doing it. Where I thought. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not on the scale that you thought about. And, and even that, I mean, this isn't, dude, we're still young. Like we're, we're only, mm-hmm. we're only getting there. We're not all the way there yet. So who's to say that you couldn't pull it off in the future. Well, I am writing a movie with a friend. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, That's I'm helping it. him. I'm helping him be a or uh, helping him finish uh, or work on a music video. And so he asked me for some ideas, and so I was like, "Cool, yeah, sure, I'll collaborate." And and then I became a visual effects supervisor all of a sudden, and the artist and everything, and. And then now I'm helping like with 3D printing. I have to 3D print this model, and I gotta ship it up to them, and so then they can use that in in the whole music video. 
And if I can't make it up there, then I won't see it, but it'll be used up there. So that's something I'm working on. And then, then we're getting right back to, uh, oops, sorry. And then we're getting right back to finishing our script. It's, we wish it would have been done quicker, but we're like on our fourth revision of the movie. So realistically, that's like writing four movies. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but, and the first, and the first one just might be, bleep, <laughs> just might, well, there might be a steam in pile. I don't know. It's well, you never know. On some people, uh, you know, but we're under fourth revision. We just need to finish this one. And then we're like, we're done. So we got distracted a bit. Yeah. COVID and all. Sometimes it's not a bad thing. Sometimes the distractions can be just mm-hmm. as cool as the original product. Mm-hmm. But we have to set, we have to stop. Here's the thing is we can just keep going over and over and over and over and changing it and changing it and changing it and try to make it perfect. And it's like, it's never going to be perfect. We just have to ship. At one point we have to say, cool, this is it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's exactly how I feel about this podcast. Uh, It it may be a steaming pile, uh, but I want to get something out there. I want to figure it out as we go along. And uh, hopefully each episode will be a little bit better than the last. But uh, I said, you know, I'm only going to do 10. I'm going to do 10. We'll do 10. And if anybody's listening and, you know, it's something I've still enjoyed doing and, and, you know, if I get some positive feedback, then maybe I'll, I'll keep going, but I want to get out at least 10. No, don't, don't. Here's the thing is you do you don't, that's the artist. That's an, a way to escape. And I'm caught in this sometimes of getting other people's opinions. If you get other people's opinions, you start to tone it down and start to take more and more people get involved. The more and more, it, this what you've you've created has more smooth smooth des- edges and everything like that. So be careful with it, getting advice. I think uh, I think you have to judge the situation and whatnot. Uh, but for your for your example, don't do what dude. This is your playtime. So so don't let the other kid come in and kick over your sandcastle and be like, wow, you're a dick. <laughs> and then, uh, like, well, see, I'm sure that I'm, I'm going to get some negative feedback at some point. When I do, these words are going to ring. Absolutely true. I mean, I, I do what I want to do in all things. Right. But, uh, right. If, I mean, at least listen to the advice, but don't let it taint what you're trying to do. Um, sometimes yeah. I just... Sometimes I wish, like, if I started something, like, okay, I have a YouTube channel, and I, I gave, uh, well, I gave, I give, I haven't done a couple of lessons for a while, but I was doing YouTube tutorial stuff, and I had one guy say some of the worst stuff to me. I just don't want to repeat it. Just personally attacked me, and I'm like, report it. But I was so <laughs> bent out, I, I, but I was so bent out of shape, and I was like, oh, man, what's going on? But then as I went along, I just started saying like, you know what, if I didn't help you too bad, I'm sorry. Or if you don't like my voice too bad, or right. somebody thought I was Canadian. I was like, no, 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 I'm not Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I don't originally think you... from Utah, but yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Anybody that knows you would never, ever. I mean, you're just not nice enough to be Canadian. I mean, you're nice. Don't get me wrong, but you're not Dude, Canadian. Nice. No. Yeah, I, I know. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time I've got. So we're going to go ahead and, and wrap this up. 
okay. yeah sorry it's that time but uh, I want to say thanks thanks for coming on thanks for getting out there a little bit thanks for helping me out with this uh, thing I'm trying to do I appreciate your time and uh, we'll talk to you later alright cheers man thanks so much for listening to the podcast really appreciate it look for us on Spotify Google and anywhere you listen to podcasts you can subscribe and that'd be awesome